So many of the things that feel so hard about your job, not all of them, but so many of the things that feel so hard and overwhelming about your job can be fixed by you practicing these skills and by you cultivating that mindfulness and doing that mindset work to see that it's okay to ask questions. The more you do it, the easier it gets and it gets easier quickly. Because you spoke up in that meeting, you are that much closer to becoming the most powerful woman in the room. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you're new here, welcome to the Art of Speaking Up. It's so nice to meet you. I'm Jess. I've been hosting this podcast for just over three years now, which is so cool and so wild. And I had almost a decade-long career in the corporate space where I went through this journey of really struggling with my confidence, having major anxiety about myself and my job and my capabilities, not speaking in meetings, being really scared of higher-ups. I went on this journey of working through all of those things and really finding my voice and finding my confidence and attaining the success that I had dreamed about in my nine to five career. And now I fully dedicate my time and my career path and my focus to helping women who are on that journey, find their voice, find their confidence, rise up and build the career that they dream about and become the powerful woman that they dream about being in their jobs and in their roles. It is so important for me that there are more female leaders, more diverse female leaders at the top, and I want my work to be a part of making that happen. So if you are looking to find your voice, you're looking to grow your confidence, you're looking to feel powerful and badass in your job, you are in the right place. And in today's episode, I am walking you through a topic that is so important, and it's one that comes up quite a lot. It's this idea of being a person in the room who doesn't have as much knowledge as the other people and how to navigate that situation and how to have a powerful presence in those types of meetings when you're feeling that way. And this is one where I think some of what I'm sharing might surprise you a little bit. And also, this is one that is really important for you to internalize and master this skill if you want to rise to higher and higher levels because the more senior you get in your career, the more you will find yourself in rooms where you don't understand 100% of what is being shared. I think often we have a fantasy in our minds. You might have a fantasy in your mind that as you get promoted and as you become more senior and as you you become this version of you in the future, You'll know everything in the rooms that you're in and you won't be the least knowledgeable person because you'll be more experienced, but actually the opposite is going to happen as you rise up in your career, but that is not a problem and I'm going to walk you through all of that in today's episode, so I am so excited. 
Before I dive in and walk you through the toolkit that you're going to need to navigate meetings where you are lacking in knowledge and people are saying things that aren't making sense to you, a couple of exciting announcements to share. Number one, Doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy are opening next week. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is my six-month signature group program And in the academy, you will master the comprehensive communication toolkit and the mindset work that you need to feel powerful and really sound and speak like a leader in meetings. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is designed to help you learn those hard skills that you need and also help you with the inner work of mindset and confidence that is required to powerfully bring out your voice at work and in meetings. And in this program, I'm going to be taking you along a six-month structured, guided journey to learn the foundations of all of those things so that your communication skills and your confidence in your voice matches the ambition and the roles and the results that you want to accomplish in your career. If you have big goals and big dreams and big ambitions, you're going to have to have a big, strong voice and a big, powerful mindset. And the beautiful thing is no matter what your starting point is and no matter how you feel about your abilities in those areas right now, your voice and your confidence are like muscles and they can be grown over time. You'll be hearing from me more next week once doors are open and you'll be able to sign up and grab your spot inside the academy. And in honor of the launch of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I've created a free three-part audio course designed to catalyze your journey of feeling powerful and speaking powerfully and help you begin to learn some of the foundational building blocks that you are going to need to communicate like an executive and sound like a confident leader at work. The course is called The Most Powerful Woman in the Room. And it was inspired by a fantasy that I had, a dream that I had in my career of really wanting to be like this strong, powerful, badass female leader. That is who I wanted to be. And there was a time when that was almost, it was almost like that dream tortured me because I wanted it so badly. And deep down, I knew that I had it in me somewhere, but it also felt so far and so impossible. And I felt so frustrated and embarrassed that things were so hard for me and embarrassed that I was struggling with confidence. And what I wish I had known and what I walk you through in this free course is that confidence and your voice and feeling powerful are capabilities that you can grow over time. You are so much more adaptable and resilient than you think And in this course, I walk you through the process of owning your desire to become that powerful woman. And I walk you through the six building blocks, the six foundational core skills that you need to grow in order to become that woman. If you are wanting to go deeper into your journey of building confidence, deeper into your journey of finding your voice, and if you want to use this as a moment in time to commit to your own transformation and commit more deeply to your process of becoming like that woman who can command a room, I would love for you 
to sign up for this free course. You can find it below in the show notes or if you go to justguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources, you will be able to sign up for it. It'll get sent straight to your inbox and you can binge the whole course at once. You'll get everything all together and it'll kickstart you on your journey of coming out of hiding and starting to step into the behaviors of the version of you who is confident, who is decisive, and who is a powerful and effective leader. I am so looking forward to you taking this course. And if you find that the material is really resonating with you, and if you find that now is the time to invest more deeply in your professional development, I would love to see you inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So keep on the lookout for doors to open next week. And now let's talk about not having as much knowledge as everyone else in the room. And I'm gonna share some perspectives on this that come from how I think about professional development and how I think about this work, which is really my perspective of you are building skills and grooming yourself to be a future leader. So all of the content I create on the podcast, all the programs I create, my coaching, it's all from this perspective of everything that you're doing now, every challenge that you face now, every room that you're in now, every project that you work on now, every role that you do now, it's all part of a bigger picture, a larger process of grooming you so that you are ready to be a leader in the future. And sitting in a meeting room and not having the knowledge that other people have and feeling lost and confused, while I know it can feel scary and vulnerable and hard, trust me, I've been there, It's also actually a really important place to begin grooming and cultivating certain leadership skills. And that's why I'm so excited to talk about this and also very much excited to share with you that the solution to the problem of being in a room and not having as much knowledge as the other people in the room, the solution to that problem is not to seek out more knowledge so that you can make sure that the next room that you're in doesn't confuse you and so that you can make sure that you don't feel lost in the next room that you're in. It can be very tempting to think that the solution is to go get more knowledge, go to a conference, prepare more, read more. That way, when you get into the meeting room, you won't feel lost. Now, I am not saying that prep doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that knowledge doesn't matter. One of the most powerful ways that you can cultivate a strong reputation at work is by being the holder of knowledge, by being the person that has the knowledge in the room that people are asking about. So having knowledge is really important. However, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have, that knowledge will never be enough to protect you from the feeling of being in a meeting and not having the same information as everyone around you and feeling lost. So sometimes you you might find yourself consuming knowledge with the hopes that if you consume enough knowledge, then you'll never feel scared, you'll never feel vulnerable, you'll never have to be uncomfortable. And that's where you wanna be really careful because that's where you're trying to solve a mindset problem which is it's hard for you to navigate that discomfort, right? You're trying to solve that mindset problem by acquiring more knowledge, but no amount of knowledge is going to ensure that you know everything that's shared in every meeting. I can fully guarantee that to you. 
And more importantly, no amount of knowledge is going to help you build the skill that I'm suggesting you build to help you weather that experience. And that skill is learning to problem solve dynamically in the moment to get the information that you need in the meeting. And to explain this to you, I'm going to walk you through an imaginary scenario that represents how I think of this. And I think this is going to help you really think about this differently and really begin to see that not having as much knowledge as everyone around you is only as big of a problem as you make it in your mind. And when you learn to make it less of a big problem in your mind, You will feel less stressed when it happens. You will feel less overwhelmed when it happens. You will become more agile at getting the information that you need in meetings. And as a result, you will feel more confident and in control. That is what I want for you. So here's what I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine that someone has asked you to help them with a task. The task that they've asked you to help them with is that they're going to hand you a sealed box that cannot be opened. And the box is going to be labeled based on what is inside the box. And it is your job to sort the boxes into appropriate piles based on the contents inside the box. So someone hands you a box and you look at the label and you sort the box into the appropriate pile. And this person is going to keep handing you boxes. So you need to grab the box, sort it, grab the box, sort it. And they've asked you to help. And you think, okay, cool, this sounds doable, this sounds easy, I can totally do this, I can totally make this happen, let's get started. So you see that the two piles that you're sorting the boxes into, one is labeled fruits and one is labeled vegetables. And you're like, cool, this seems really straightforward, I'm just gonna read the label on the box and then if it's a fruit, I'm gonna put in fruit and if it's a vegetable, I'm gonna put in vegetable and let's get started. So you say, okay, I'm ready to go. So so they hand you a box and it says apple. And you're like, cool, boom, put it in the fruit pile. (laughs) Then they hand you another box, says bananas. You're like, yes, okay, great. I'm crushing it, fruit pile. Give me the next box. (laughs) Give me the next box, bitch. So they hand you another box. You see it says cucumbers. And you're like, sweet, cucumbers. All right, vegetable. And you keep going. You're getting handed the boxes. You're putting them in the piles. Everything's going great. Then I want you to imagine that they hand you a box and you look at the label and you cannot read the label. It is scribbled and messy and you're like looking at it, trying to make it make sense, like trying to force yourself to understand what it says on the label and you cannot. It does not make sense and you begin panicking and you begin thinking things like, oh my gosh, I can't read this label. I'm going to fail at this job. This person's going to realize that I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to ask them because I told them, I reassured them that I can do this task. I told them I could do this. They're expecting me to do this. Now, if I ask, they're going to know that I don't know what it says. They're going to question all of the other boxes that I did. They're going to stop giving me boxes. They're going to ask me to go do another task. I'm going to slow down the task. And while you're having all of this drama inside your mind, the person has just handed you another box 
and you're like, fuck, I need to sort the box. Now I have another box. So you just take the scribbly box and you're like, I'm just going to guess that it's a vegetable. And you put in the vegetable pile and then you take the next box and you continue sorting. And every so often you get a box that is not clearly labeled. You freak out. You guess what pile it goes in. And by the end of this task, you are so bent out of shape and concerned and stressed out because you now have two piles of boxes in front of you that you are expected to sort and you have several boxes that you don't even know if you put them in the right pile. And you are getting so distracted by this that you're realizing you might have missorted some of the other boxes because you were getting so distracted and backed up and clogged up on this assembly line of boxes that you started making errors and you are left with a mess. And you were like, oh my goodness, I was asked to do one simple task and I couldn't even do it right. So this is very similar to what happens when you're in a meeting and people are talking. And just like the boxes are clearly labeled at first in this scenario that I walked you through, When people are talking in the meeting, you're listening to them and you're like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, cool. And then someone says something in the meeting that doesn't make sense to you and you get stressed out. Your brain doesn't know how to categorize it. It doesn't know what pile to put it in, right? Because it doesn't understand what's being said. But instead of asking for clarification and, you know, asking in the imaginary scenario, asking the person to clarify the label on the box, you stay in your head you make it mean something about you, you really start judging yourself and creating stories and scary future projections about you getting fired from your job. And what happens is while you were stressing, more boxes were coming. And then you started missorting those boxes. Same as in a meeting. While you are stressing about being lost and confused, more information is being shared and you have limited capacity to listen to what's being shared because you've gotten stuck on something that was shared three minutes ago and you're in a story about your own capabilities and you've become distracted, right? So I want to give you another example of this purely to illustrate the power of mindset and how your thinking and perspective in a situation can have such a drastic impact on how you feel and your performance at work. So in the first situation I walked you through when you're sorting the boxes, once you are done sorting them, you're feeling stressed out and you have like these messy piles of boxes all around you, right? And you are feeling horrible and your confidence is low, and you're feeling really, really anxious that you did it wrong. Just like that's the way you might feel at the end of a meeting where you were lost and confused, right? Like your the information you have isn't clearly organized. You feel bad about yourself. You kind of have like a mess that you have to deal with because you have to like make sense of your meeting notes, but they don't make sense because they were confusing to you. So you're in this really um, negative feeling position. Now, I want you to imagine a scenario where maybe you don't quite have the courage to ask for clarification in the meeting, but your mindset is on lock and you're handling the situation internally in your mind at a much higher level. So here's what that would look like in the box scenario. What that would look like in the box scenario is Bob the box man asks you to sort the boxes. You say yes, you start the sorting and you're like, hey, Apple, Boom, fruit, banana, boom, fruit, kiwi, boom, fruit. And you get a box with a scribbly label. 
and you feel scared to ask Bob the Boxman for clarification on the label, but you say, you know what? I'm just going to put this box in a separate pile. And anytime I get a box that is unclearly labeled, I'm just going to put in a separate pile and you keep going. And even though you don't know what was in those other boxes, by the end of that experience, you have clean piles, your piles are not messy, and you have a clean mind. Your mind is not messy because you have not been freaking out every time you get a scribbly box. So not only have you put it in a third separate pile and kept your piles separate and clean, and now you can go back and figure out what were those boxes that were messy on the labels that you couldn't figure out. Not only can you go back and fix that much more easily, but you don't feel so bad. You're not judging yourself so much. You don't feel like such a mess. You didn't make this mean much, except that you need to keep the boxes separate. And that is the power of mindset. It can be as simple as the difference between sitting in a meeting and feeling horrible and berating yourself and judging yourself for not understanding something to being totally neutral and making that not mean anything about you and simply taking notes and writing down the things that you need to get clarification on without going into these big stories in your mind about what it means about you and your capabilities and whether you're smart enough and whether you're gonna do things right in your job. Now, of course, The ideal situation, especially when it comes to the boxes, is to clarify the label of each box as it comes, right? So when you're sorting the boxes and you receive a box that has a scribbly label, the most efficient thing that you can do is say, I can't read the label. What does it say? And then the person is going to say, oh, that says tangerines. And you're like, great, fruit. And after you ask them to clarify the label twice, three times, do you know what's going to happen? They're going to pick up a box with a messy label and they're going to clarify it for you before handing it to you because you have helped them see that their handwriting is messy AF and that they need to help you interpret what they have put on the boxes. So because you spoke up, because you got clarity, because you use your voice, you are now going to receive more clarity from the other person as a result because you have raised their awareness of when their labels are scribbly. So just like in a meeting, if someone says something unclear or uncertain and you ask for clarification, After a while, people around you will tend to clarify on their own. People will become aware that not everyone in the meeting has the same knowledge, not everyone in the meeting has the same background, and that it's really important for them to make their ideas digestible and easy to understand. Now, I've kind of walked you through a few different levels of both inner work and action that are needed to handle this situation, right? The first, the first scenario or the second scenario I walked you through, but the first piece of this that's so important is the mindset piece and how you're thinking about yourself. You want to notice when you're sitting in a meeting feeling lost or confused, you want to notice any evil, mean, self-deprecating thoughts that you have about yourself because those thoughts are not going to help you get the outcome you want in that meeting. So any thoughts about you, your capabilities, whether you're smart enough, whether you're good enough for your job that you're having as a result of feeling confused in this meeting. I want you to notice those thoughts and I want you to come back to the image of the box sorter 
who calmly takes the scribbly labeled box and places it in a third pile without getting flustered and without allowing themselves to indulge this thinking that they have now failed at the task and they failed at their job and they can't sort the boxes and it's all a mess. They keep on sorting. They stay totally calm. They keep their system going. They just move the boxes to a third pile and they have no feelings about the third pile. They're not like, oh my God, there's a third pile. I'm going to get fired. They're just like, there's a third pile. I'm putting the boxes in the third pile. That is what you're aiming for. That is the level of emotional charge that you want to feel when someone shares something that doesn't make sense to you. You want to feel zero emotional charge. Now, that might not happen with a flip in a switch, but that can happen with practice. With every little moment you're in where you notice yourself being mean to yourself and every little moment where you catch yourself and imagine, how would this feel if I wasn't judging myself? How would this feel if I was like just that calm person sorting the scribbly boxes into a third pile? Every time you do that, you're strengthening that inner muscle. You're building that new pathway in your brain to receive unfamiliar information and not have a really strong reaction of self-judgment and stress. So every little moment that you notice that and bring yourself back to neutral and calm is a big win. And I encourage you to celebrate every time that happens. But more importantly, the big celebration comes when you hear something that doesn't make sense and you ask for clarification. This is the only way to be 100% effective at your job. Asking for clarification and getting the information that you need to do your job properly to sort those boxes into the proper piles as you have been asked to do, the only way that you can do that effectively and in the timing that's been asked of you is to clarify as things come up. And I think we make a critical mistake so often that gets in the way of this. We assume that what makes someone a good leader and a good communicator and good at your job is having all the answers and never being confused. And this is where the fall off happens and this is where you miss the opportunity for growth and you miss the opportunity to show up as a leader. What makes you good at your job is not being the person who has the most knowledge. If that was true, then becoming an executive and becoming a CEO would be just like a spelling bee. In a spelling bee, the person who memorizes the, can memorize the most words wins the spelling bee, right? <laughs> so that would mean that in corporate America, whoever could learn the most information and memorize the most would be the best suited to be an executive, to be a leader, right? To have a big position. And that simply isn't true, right? The skill that's required to be a leader Knowledge is not one of the most important ones. In fact, it's one of the lower ones on the ladder. What is more important for being a leader is being resourceful, determined, and a really strong problem solver. So someone who is resourceful and determined and a really strong problem solver is going to be able to make way more progress, way more progress than someone who has a ton of knowledge and who never gets confused. I can absolutely guarantee that. And someone who is resourceful and determined and a problem solver, when that kind of person is sitting in a meeting and they hear something that doesn't make sense and they're feeling resourceful and they're feeling determined and they're good at solving problems, what they're going to do is they're going to use that resourcefulness and determination to solve the problem that has arisen in that moment, which is that they don't understand what's written on the box. They don't understand the information. They're going to get the clarification that they need to do their job well. 
I really encourage you, if you find yourself in rooms where you're missing information and you're not asking for the information you need and it's affecting your ability to perform your job at the highest level, I really encourage you to adopt this thought. This thought will change how you show up in meetings. The thought that I want you to practice is this. I always get the information that I need. I always get the information that I need. This is a CEO level quality and a CEO level skill. When a CEO takes a job at a new company, they are lacking a ton of knowledge and they have to very, very quickly onboard and get up to speed so that they can start making decisions in their capacity as a CEO. And what that CEO needs to be thinking is I always get the information that I need. That means that CEO is going to be sitting in a lot of meetings where they are going to be asking question after question, clarifying box after box after box until they can read enough labels on the boxes to properly sort the boxes and properly do the job that they are asked to do. They cannot come into a new role and try to be a CEO and run a company and be afraid to ask for clarification and be making assumptions about the labels on the boxes and then guessing what pile to put the boxes into. And I really want you to think about this because depending on what your role is, the more junior your role is, the more you can get away with being in a meeting and being confused and not getting the information you need, the less it will impact your work quality. But as you have more responsibility, as you rise up, as you are given bigger projects, then when you don't have the knowledge of what the label says to properly sort the box into the right pile, the consequences of that are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So if a CEO comes into a new company and they are not being determined and resourceful and problem solving in the moment to get the information that they need in the meeting, they're going to have much bigger negative consequences than if someone at a more junior level is not doing those things. And one thing that I really want you to think about for those of you who are either people managers or who want to be people managers and who want to have a team is that sometimes What's going to happen is you're going to be sitting in a meeting and if you don't get the clarification of what is written on those boxes, you are going to bring that messy pile of missorted boxes back to your team and they're going to have to clean it up. So as the leader, as the manager, your choices and the clarity you get and the places where you're willing to speak up to get the information you need to do your job well is also going to impact the people that report to you. And the better you get at asking that person to tell you what that label says and asking that person to say, can you tell me what this label says because I can't read it, the better you get at that, the less your team is going to suffer. Have you ever had a manager that wasn't clear with you and didn't give clear directions? I don't know if you've had one, but I have, and it is not fun, right? And your ability to be a clear manager who gives clear directions is going to rest on your ability to be resourceful and a determined problem solver when you're sitting in meetings and information is being shared that doesn't make sense to you. This requires you to put your commitment to getting clarity and your commitment to doing your best possible work as the number one priority, and it takes precedence 
over any commitments that you have, whether you're aware of them or whether they're unconscious, subconscious commitments, but any commitments that you have to staying comfortable and avoiding being judged by other people. So often this can happen in a job where you don't realize it, but you're making this mental trade-off where you're like, okay, I would rather not be judged and underperform a little bit in this moment then do this scary thing that will probably make me much better at my job, right? Our mind is constantly calculating these trade-offs and trying to keep us safe and trying to keep us protected. But just notice anytime you're not asking for clarity and ask yourself, what action would you take if performing at your highest level was more important to you than avoiding the discomfort of speaking up and asking a question? Now, I probably have to do a whole separate episode on like the fear of people thinking you're stupid because you did speak up and ask the question, right? That's a whole can of worms of like, are you stupid? Why do you have that fear? Does it even matter? Et cetera, et cetera. But what I want you to take away from this specific episode is that the skill that you need to cultivate in order to grow into a leader is the skill of being a resourceful and determined problem solver who always gets the information that she needs. So I want you to come back to, I always get the information that I need. Now, the beautiful thing about this is that even though it is hard and even though it can feel really scary, trust me, I know, I used to be the person who would frantically scribble notes in the meeting and then spend 27 hours trying to make sense of my notes, but I couldn't do that because I was confused when I was taking them so they didn't make sense, right? Like I was that person trying to avoid asking for clarity. I know how hard it feels. And the more you do it, the easier it gets and it gets easier quickly. The more questions you can get under your belt, the more clarifying questions you can get under your belt in meetings, the faster you will stop feeling afraid to ask them. And not only will you get thanked by other people there because there are other people in the room who are scared to ask the thing that you're wondering. (laughs) So when you ask it, you're doing them a favor. But not only that, your stress levels are going to go down so much because you are going to stop feeling helpless and out of control in meetings. When asking for clarity isn't an option for you, when asking for clarity is not an option that's like on the table, You are helpless, and all you can do in that meeting is massage something in your mind, hoping and praying that it makes sense, and this can make you feel out of control in your job, because what if you leave that meeting without understanding what was said? What if you leave that task with those messy pile of boxes feeling all stressed out, right? As soon as you get comfortable asking, your job becomes easier because you don't have to stress about getting a scribbly labeled box. You know you're just going to ask to clarify the label and move on. And what you're going to realize is so many of the things that feel so hard about your job, not all of them, but so many of the things that feel so hard and overwhelming about your job can be fixed by you practicing these skills and by you cultivating that mindfulness and doing that mindset work to see that it's okay to ask questions. And so what I want you to take away from this is number one, the thought, I always get the information that I need. And number two, the commitment to be determined and resourceful and a problem solver in meetings and to make that more important than being the person who has all the knowledge and all the answers and who never gets confused and to make that more important the never taking a risk and speaking up and doing something scary and uncomfortable. 
I know it can be scary to step outside your comfort zone. It can be terrifying to ask for this type of clarification, but the scariest things are also the things that build the most robust inner source of confidence. So even though you have to push yourself, it is like making a down payment on a house, right? Yes, it's you have to put down a lot of money to make a down payment on a house. Yes, you have to deal with a lot of discomfort in order to speak up and ask that clarifying question in the meeting. But because you make that down payment, you are that much closer to owning the house. Because you spoke up in that meeting, you are that much closer to becoming the most powerful woman in the room, which is a perfect place to end this episode. Thank you for listening to it. And if you want to go deeper into your journey of finding your voice, if you want to catalyze your transformation from being the person in the room who's quiet and hiding to being the powerful woman who contributes and asks questions no matter what, then I encourage you to take my free audio course, The Most Powerful Woman in the Room, where I will walk you through the process of dreaming up what it would be like for you to become the most powerful woman in the room. And more importantly, I walk you through the six foundational building blocks, the six skills that you need to feel and become powerful as a communicator. Communication is the number one way that you will distinguish yourself in your profession, especially if you plan to advance. There is no skill that I can think of that is better than becoming someone who can communicate really well and feel really confident doing it. That is why it is not always the hardest workers who get promoted. It is not always the people, like I said, with the most knowledge. It tends to be the people who have a lot of confidence and really strong communication skills because you need more and more of that as you rise higher and higher in your career. I will help you with that in this free audio course. You can grab it at jessguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources. I'm going to put it in the show notes. And like I said, if it feels like it's resonating with you, I would love to see you inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, which will be opening for enrollment next week. I'm going to sign off. I'll drop my information in the show notes if you want to say hi and reach out to me. I really want you to take something away from this episode, and I really want you to put this into practice at work day to day. So if you need some accountability, if you need someone to celebrate with you, if you need someone to give you that little extra push, let me know. If you take what you learned in this episode, send me a note and let me know that you did it. I I reply to every single person who emails me. So if you send me a note, it is not going into a black box somewhere. I will celebrate with you. And it's a really, really great way to exit your comfort zone and show yourself that your growth is really important. All right. All the good stuff is in the show notes. You can find all of the links there. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you next week and have a beautiful, beautiful day.